welcome back everybody to the Puma podcast. I'm Tori. And I'm Puma. And yeah, guys, we're in the middle of our series, The Names of God. And today we have another, you guessed it, name of God. And uh, yeah, thanks for joining us today. And let's dive into this new name. Yeah, well, this new name is a fun one. So Tori, can you can you read that? Can oh boy, you that asking me says? to spell. Yeah, Jehovah... <laughs> And I know it's pronounced Sakenu, but it's spelled with a T. So it's like phonetically Jehovah Tiskenu. <laughs> yeah, Jehovah Sidkenu. T-S-I-D-K-E-N-U. Sidkenu. Yeah, that's wild. Jehovah Sidkenu. Sidkenu with a T. Sidkenu. Now, I'm not going to tell you what it means just yet. <laughs> okay, I mean, it yeah. should be common knowledge, right? I mean, that's a word everyone's heard. Sidkenu. Yeah, yeah. Right. That's, yep. We yeah. all know that one. Especially when you were in Sunday school as a kid. Right. That was like fifth grade spelling for Sunday school right there. Yeah. You know, today we're going to learn about <laughs> Jehovah Sidkenu, and all the kids are like, yay, familiar. <laughs> yeah, Jehovah Sidkenu. If you remember back a couple episodes ago, we did Jehovah Rohi. Do you remember? Rohi, Rohi yeah. That one. The Lord is my shepherd. Lord, Lord is my shepherd, right. Jehovah Rohi, the Lord is my shepherd. And we looked at... Psalm 23. And Psalm 23 was written by, remember who? That was King David. King David, yep. Written by King David. And King David, who was the king of Israel, and he wrote, you know, that psalm, the Lord is my shepherd. And one of the things that we mentioned back then uh, during that episode was that often the leaders in Israel, uh, one of the, the pictures of, of, of the leaders, and even the picture that God uh, gave uh, for leaders of Israel, that they were like, like shepherds. They were to not just lead the people, but they were to shepherd the people. They were... To guide. And... Yeah, to guide. So when we talked about shepherds, one of the things with a shepherd, a shepherd is supposed to take care of and, and to feed and protect. And when God uh, raised up leaders for his people, that was their, their job. It wasn't just to lord it over. It wasn't just to, to be the leader. When we think of leaders today, obviously, you know, we think of the, like a term servant leader, which is a nice kind of yeah. Christian-y. Right. Every Christian university or school has a, you know, we want to develop Christian servant leaders. Christian servant leaders. Yeah, we want, want leaders. Mm-hmm. We want leaders. Well, God established leaders over his people, but they were to lead in a way that would honor God and do right for the people. Uh, they established a, a monarchy, and, you know, the first king of Israel was Saul, and he didn't do what... God wanted him to do as leader, and so God removed Saul and He put David, and 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 He said David was one who will you know do what I want him to do, and that was that was God's choice as as a king, and and so God established David, who actually was a shepherd, like an actual shepherd, right. and and shepherd you know took care of care of sheep, and so He had that uh, shepherding mentality. There's a lot of things we could talk about David, but one of the things was He was a uh, a man in, in the book of Acts, you know, it says that David was a man after God's own heart. Not that he did everything right. He obviously, I mean, one of the amazing things about the Bible is it actually communicates people as they are. He doesn't, the Bible doesn't like uh, sugarcoat people. I mean, if I'm going to write about myself, I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> going to write about the good things. Right. Yeah. No one writes a story that's bad no, right. about themselves. Right. And But, you know, but David was a man after God's own heart. And and David, one of the, one of the reasons he was a man after God's heart is he always ran back to God. Mm-hmm. He always ran back to his shepherd when he sinned, when he messed up. 
but he always wanted to go back to his shepherd. He wanted to be with, with his shepherd. And so he wrote Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd. But God established David as king over Israel, and so he was to be the shepherd over God's people. He was supposed to shepherd the people of God in a way that God, the ultimate shepherd, wanted his people to be cared for. And God established David as, and made a promise, a covenant to David, said, as long as, you know, you and your descendants, you know, will will sit on the throne and I will always have one of of your lineage. Um, You know, he made a promise to him that David and and one of his really offspring and genealogy would always have a king on the throne. Basically saying, I'm establishing your kingly line forever. Mm -hmm. God made that promise to David. And so that's really important to understand our, our name for God today, Jehovah Sikainu, because it really is kind of born out of that. Now, after David, uh, you know, there were other kings, <laughs> right? Yeah. And, uh, you know, after David, there was um, Solomon. And then uh, after Solomon, you know, the kingdom divided. You know, his, his son um, really was, was a foolish, foolish king. And so the kingdom divided. And if a little familiarity about uh, the history of Israel is the there were 12 tribes of Israel and the 10 northern tribes became known as the the kingdom of, of Israel and the two southern tribes of, of Judah and Benjamin became the really the kingdom of Judah so we have two kingdoms the northern 10 tribes Israel Israel right. the lower two are, are Judah the lower two are, are Judah yeah and so uh, God's people basically were divided now one nation was now split into two two nations and so when you read Samuel and the Kings and Chronicles and you, you know, all the names of the different kings, it kind of gets really confusing. There's all kinds of some, you know, all kinds of stuff. When we read the Old Testament, so many of these kings, like the northern kingdom of Israel, basically every king was basically evil or did not do what God wanted them to do. In fact, they were they were bad shepherds. Okay, they did not lead God's people to God, to if you want to say. Um, God's pastures or feed them what God wanted. They really were were selfish and, and foolish and really did wrong to those that they were supposed to care for. And there were consequences to that too, right? I mean, because of these, you know, Israel, the t- northern ten tribes, they had bad leaders. The people suffered, I'm imagining. Yeah, right? no, the pe- people suffered. And it's all, you know, chronicled there in, in Scripture. And in uh, 722 B.C., the... Um, you know, the Syrians, God used the Syrians, this wicked northern empire, to come in mm. and basically deport and destroy the northern kingdom. But the southern kingdom still continued. And what's really important for us to understand is that the, the northern kingdom, um, when the northern kingdom was established, it was actually a general in Israel, part of um, Solomon's uh, military leader, um, who actually became the first king mm. uh, of Israel. Uh, but uh, Rehoboam, Solomon's son, uh, Rehoboam's son and grandson, all the way down, which is all the line and lineage of da- David. 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 Yeah. The southern kingdom. Every king was in the the lineage of David. So everyone was was related all the way down to, to David in the southern kingdom, which is very very important. So the northern kingdom in 722 was taken over by the Syrians, and he had left just the southern two uh, of Judah, you know, the kingdom of Judah. And some of the kings in Judah were good and some were bad. So you have uh, you know, a king like Hezekiah, who was a king of, of Judah, um, the great, 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 great grandson <laughs> of David. And, you know, he was, you know, basically a good king. Um, you have uh, Manasseh comes after that, and Manasseh was just a horrible, horrible, evil 
evil, wicked, mm-hmm. wicked king. Then he had basically Manasseh's grandson, um, Josiah, who's the boy king. Oh, that's right. Sometimes we have the story of, of him. Yeah, right? eight-year-old, that yeah. king. And, and Manasseh and, and Josiah, they reigned after the northern kingdom had already been deported. And so you basically have about another 140 years of, of kings in, in Judah uh, going on there. But most of the kings were really not good. I mean, Manasseh, we could uh, just, uh, the, the, the issues with him. <laughs> right, I mean, we'll, we'll save it for another podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the terrors of Manasseh. <laughs> yeah, just, just, just evil. I mean, it, it's hard to even read and think that this is someone that God put in a position of, of leadership to shepherd God's people. And he was just the evil that he did and the evil that he brought into um, the land and, and what he endorsed and how his leadership, and it says that, that Manasseh led the people into sin. I mean, a shepherd is supposed to really help people avoid sin or to promote what is good and best for them, but Manasseh didn't. And, and so you have these kings in Judah and in really the last, you know, 30 years or so after Josiah, they were, they were all just, just evil, just evil and, and, and corrupt. And so what you have is you have God's people, and you have leaders who are supposed to be the shepherd of God's people, and God's leaders really didn't fulfill their responsibility. And so this gets us to Jeremiah chapter 23, and this is kind of where we're going with Jehovah Sikenu. That's all kind of to set that up. Uh, Jeremiah, uh, he was a prophet to the southern kingdom of Judah, probably around, you know, 640, 620 B.C. Um, in 586 B.C., the Babylonians came in and finally took over Judah. So the last remaining kings of Judah, Jeremiah was a prophet to, to those kings. And one of the things that Jeremiah says in Jeremiah 23, and this is God speaking, and he says, Woe, woe to the shepherds who are destroying and scattering the sheep of my pasture, declares the Lord. Woe to those shepherds who are scattering and destroying my people. See, God takes leadership seriously. And when God raised up leaders or put leaders in place, they were to lead in a way that would honor God. And so the leaders of Judah, these kings, were were bad shepherds. But God says, you know, they're bad shepherds, and so they're going to get their due. But he says in verse 3, he says, I myself will gather the remnant of the flock out of all the countries where they've been driven and I will bring them back to their pasture where they will be fruitful and increase in number. And then God says this. He says, I will place a shepherds over them who will tend them, and they will no longer be afraid or terrified, nor will any be missing, declares the Lord. The days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will raise up to David a righteous branch, a king who will reign wisely and do what is just and right in the land. In his days, Judah will be saved, and Israel will live in safety. And this is the name by which he will be called. And this is Jehovah Sidkenu, or as we translate it in English, the Lord our righteousness. Mm-hmm. And I just, I, I love that, because a king was supposed to be a shepherd to lead the people into righteousness, mm-hmm. into doing what is right, into to right, to right living. Now, when you think of righteousness, Tori, what comes to mind? Yeah, I mean, I think of the pure, innocent, um, perfect, uh, a righteous person. It was kind of slang that was righteous or whatever. But, you know, I think 
the real root of that word to me is someone who is like flawless, who doesn't do wrong, someone that um, you can always count on, who, who has, has integrity, who's someone who you can trust in, um, who's just a good, they're righteous, they do the right thing. There's no flaws in them. Yeah, so yeah, they're, they're right. In the word righteous, you hear the word right. Right. <laughs> yeah, you hear the word right and righteous. Um, yeah, right meaning um, right from wrong, right meaning what is supposed to be, um, right meaning like what is uh, like legal or, you know, what is right, uh, wise. And it really has also the essence of like moral rightness or moral purity or, mm-hmm. or that, that kind of picture of, of perfection. The kings in Israel, the northern tribes and the kings of Judah, many of them were not righteous were not righteous leaders. In fact, they were, they were abusers and, and users of people. And God loves his people, and he wants them to, to be right. And, and he says that a time is coming when I will raise up to David a righteous, a righteous branch. And this righteous branch is not only going to, to be right, but it's going to give right or produce what is right. See, that sounds weird to me because like, I mean, not weird in the sense like, okay, like that's bad. But after just hearing the stories and the history of Israel and here is Yahweh talking right in Jeremiah 23 to say that, you know, he will be called the Lord, your righteousness. It seems out of place. Like I'm thinking, you know, he'll be the Lord, your protector, your, your leader, your, you know, person that will lead you to great things, to victory. Um, I guess to me, it sounds odd that Yahweh would tell Israel, after all they've been through, out of all the bad leaders they've had, he's like, I will send someone who will be your righteousness. Like, explain that. Like, why why that word? Yeah, and that's a good question. You see, we, we think, all right, so we live in the United States, and we have a president, we have leaders, and we just expect our leaders to do things for us, but we are not expected to have a relationship with our leaders. This is... For, for Israel, remember when we went back to, to Yahweh, the covenant name that God said, this is by my name by which I'll be remembered through all generations. It was God's personal um, name that he had, he gave for his people is because he wanted a relationship with his people. It's not just a leader and the people kind of do their thing and the, and the leader just kind of takes care of them. It was God literally wanted and wants a relationship with his people. He wants a relationship with us. It's about relationship. It's not just about us having a good life or us kind of living, living things. As long as, you know, as long as I have all the food I want, I have plenty of money in my bank account and everything, I'm fine. That's not what God is after. He's after a relationship with us. And and so the leaders that God established over Israel were to help the people grow in relationship with Yahweh, their covenant God. And when the leaders or the shepherds over Israel, the kings over Israel and the kings of Judah, when they were, were evil and when they were selfish, they were basically separating the people relationally from, from Yahweh. They were causing the people to become idolaters and to engage in more and more sin and perversion. And, and so basically, the relationship that God had and wanted with his people continually was being um, severed and hurt and abused and and the people are being led astray. So he says, I will raise up a leader. I'll raise up a shepherd. 
and his name will be Jehovah Sekenu, the Lord, our righteousness. Because to our you and I, uh, we were created for a relationship with God. But because of sin, there's a barrier between us and God. You and I need to be holy, or we need to be right, right, morally right. We need to be pure in order to relate to a holy, right, righteous God. And so we need a, a leader, or we need a shepherd, or we need a king who not only is going to lead us into righteousness, but a king who himself is righteous. Because only a king who is righteous can lead us into righteousness and can then be for us our righteousness. So how does, I mean, that makes sense, but how does a king make us righteous? Yeah, well, that's a good, that's a good question. Yeah, see, uh, a king like we see in our world today is not going to make us righteous. But see, this is not any ordinary king that Jeremiah is talking about. See, this is a messianic uh, prophecy that one who not only will lead us into righteousness, but he himself will be righteous. See, this is what Paul writes in um, 2 Corinthians 5.21. It says, God made him who had no sin, talking about Jesus, um, God made him who had no sin to become sin for us so that in him, in Christ, we might become the righteousness of God. Mm-hmm. Or what John wrote in 1 John 2, you know, that if anyone sins, which all we do, we have one who stands um, before the Father in our defense. He is Jesus Christ, the righteous one. And John in 1 John 2 is clearly re- referencing back to this particular passage right here in Jeremiah 23, that Jesus Christ is the king in the line of David who is the righteous one, who is the one who can be our righteousness. This is what the gospel is all about. See, this was a, a prophecy that God said, listen, there is no earthly king that can be the righteousness and lead the people into the righteousness that they need. But God promised that he will raise up a king in the line of David and we know that this is Jesus, mm. who is going to be the righteous one, who will give his life in exchange for ours. That's why I love Second Corinthians 5.21. You know, this, this exchange, my sinful life was upon Jesus, and his righteousness mm. was placed upon me, so that I could be right with the God who created me, knows me, and loves me, which is what God designed us for, and for his people. And so, this name of God, Jehovah Sekenu, is just so awesome because this is God promising, hey, mm. you know, I will raise up one who will do exactly what we need him to do, and he will be exactly what we need him to be so that we can have a real relationship with our God. Yeah, that is, that is so cool. I mean, of all the names of God, this one is not only prophetic, but it speaks to not just God the Father. I guess I tend to think that the names of God kind of go to God the Father. But this is the Lord, our righteousness. The Lord, that's Jesus. That's I mean, Jesus. this is the name of Jesus in the Old Testament, right. which is so cool. Yeah. Yeah. And God promised. He said, I will raise up um, a righteous branch in the line of David. And, mm-hmm. and God said, and, and this is the name by which he will be called. This is one of those names where God mm. names <laughs> himself. And he says, this, this king will be called the Lord, our righteousness, Jehovah Sekenu. Yeah, that's, yeah, I'm with you. That is such a cool, you know, in Christ, we have this righteousness. We have Jehovah Sekenu. Um, Yeah, that's beautiful. I'm so grateful that 
that God chose, one, to reveal himself in the Old Testament this way, the promise, I am the Lord who makes you righteous. And now here on the other side, we call it the new covenant. We are, as people of God, we have this righteousness right. because of that's who God is. That's because, one of his Because names. of Jesus. And this yeah. is why, again, it all comes back to Jesus, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. who Jesus is and who we are in, in Christ. Jesus is our righteousness. Mm-hmm. Um, he is the fulfillment of this Old Testament prophecy in Isaiah uh, 23, you know, the name uh, by which he will be called the one that will be raised up in the line of David. Yeah. Jehovah Sikainu, the Lord our righteousness. Yeah. Well, I'm going to end with our key verse because, again, you know, knowing knowing this Jesus, knowing this name is so, so cool. So, yeah, like you mentioned last week, hey, if you guys know this or are listening, you know, please read along in Psalm 910, and hopefully you can memorize it. But, yeah, Psalm 910 says, those who know your name will trust in you for you lord have never forsaken those who seek you so yeah let's, yeah. let's trust in that that jehovah sakenu right and the more we get to know the names of god the more we start putting it all together mm. the more we will continue to desire to know god he wants to be known he's made himself known <laughs> so that's so cool well guys thank you so much for listening to this podcast if you have any questions please reach out you can email us at thepumapodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next time. Yep. Thanks, Bye-bye. guys. Bye.